episode of I Call Next, where a group of guys from the D.C. suburbs call next on all the biggest sports topics of the week. And there's no bigger sports topic right now than the NBA Finals, boys. Um, we are five games in. Game six is coming up. And holy crap, I was not expecting the outcomes that have happened. So let's recap real quick. Suns take a 2-0 lead, win both games at home, mm-hmm. and then they go to Milwaukee for what most people, including myself, assumed was going to be to wrap up the series. Maybe lose one game, finish 4-1. And the last three games, the Milwaukee Bucks have come alive and won all three. They're sitting down, the Suns, 2-3 right now, about to go to Milwaukee for a potential closeout game. Uh, I know I wasn't expecting this. Did anybody expect this? Not to this extent, no. Not not three games. I thought two. I think Pete also thought two. But yeah, be two games. The third one in in Phoenix, I did not expect. And, yo, like... People don't. People need to give Chris Middleton and Giannis like their credit because they both have just been mm-hmm. showing up. Mm-hmm. They have both showed up every single time they need to show up. Should give credit to Drew Holiday as well. Yeah, and he finally showed up. For, yeah, finally. just for the last game. He hasn't been playing great, but he definitely played well the last game. He, I think he's going to be that X factor. If uh, if he comes up, uh, he comes out alive the game with the other two, it'll take a W. <laughs> Yeah, and wait, so, like, did y'all see the interview afterwards? I know I'm skipping ahead, where someone asked Devin Booker, um, it's a tough game, um, so how frustrated are you with Chris Paul? And Chris Paul looks at him, and he's just like, and Devin Booker looks at the guy so confused, and he's just like, next question. He didn't say, how frustrated are you with Chris Paul? He said, how frustrated are you for, or something along the lines with Chris Paul? Yeah, Yeah. on behalf of Chris Paul. Yeah, on the behalf of Chris Paul, not... Like with Chris Paul, himself. yeah, he wasn't uh, asking how pissed are you at Chris Paul. I was like, that, that okay, that makes more sense because I'm like, wow, was, it still was a stupid question, but it wasn't like as direct as what you think it is. Yeah. In my head, I was like, bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it, makes- <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it works out. He, uh, I, I, I like, I like how you address it though. You just kind of like, dude, like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, yeah. ask me something, ask me a real question. If not, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I'm honestly, I'm sitting here shocked, and I, I am very shocked that we're in this situation. Honestly, like, I'm not. I mean, not as much as I, I like. I think you are. I expected them to win the two. I, I thought they'd come back to. I think the last no, the third one, that game, last yeah. game was shocking because but, they had a they had a huge lead at one, well, not a huge lead, but like a sizable lead, and then you just saw it like wearing away, and at the end they just they they were able to finish because of bad foul, not bad foul calls, but bad fouls committed. At the end, yeah, like, I mean, it's been a close game the last two, right? It's just they can't, they haven't closed out properly. Uh, we saw, I think, two games ago when I talked, I was like, we saw something that we don't typically see from Chris Paul turning the ball over late in the game, and then just in general, he had a terrible turnover game. And yeah. then the last game uh, was a true holiday who snatched the ball out of uh, Devin Booker's hands. Yo, that was the. It may, maybe I don't think it was a foul. I I don't see any foul in it, but that was a, in my mind the cleanest. Moment like strip in the most perfect moment where you need it. You know I watched that highlight ten times. Yeah, it was just, just it was a heads up play. Huh? You know, it's unfortunate you have that happen and then run down the court and then you have Giannis dunk the ball, CP3 and get fouled. Foul. He makes yeah. a free throw, I believe. Right, he made the free throw. He does. The four point game. Uh, it was just sheer destruction, like in the perfect sense for the Bucks. Like uh, yep. it, it, it was not good, but. 
I, I, I don't know. I'm skipping ahead. I, I think they pull game six. And I think we're going to see interesting finals. We're going to see a game seven. The crazy thing is Jay Crowder and Cameron Payne, who have been like dominant players all the way throughout this postseason run, have just gone quiet. Like, especially Cameron Payne. Like, Jay Crowder is probably still playing good defense and still like manning people up. But Cameron Payne's speed was a factor for this team. And he's just completely gone. Like, literally, I'm trying to think back on the game. I just expect either Chris Ball to make the play or Devin Booker. And that's probably the issue, right? They've become too one-dimensional. Um, whereas before, when they were shooting out the Lakers, when they were shooting out all their other opponents, you would have Cameron Payne go on a little run. Then you would have DeAndre Aiden have his time. And then Jay Crowder would shoot some threes. Um, right now, it's really just down to these two guys. And sure, they are the stars for the Suns. But they can't do it, obviously, by themselves. They need their other guys. Yeah, I mean, it was it was bound to happen, right? Jake Crowder was playing phenomenal ball. He's hitting, like, five threes a game. Like, that's not sustainable. Like, he's, he's good, but he's, he wasn't going to pull that off for every game of the finals. Uh, yeah, the biggest thing is both the Camerons, Cameron Johnson and Hammer Payne, we, we interchangeably said that both these guys were doing well in, in the win games, and they had a combined 12 points. That's not going to get you a W, exactly like you said. Uh, you know, I don't I think Chris Paul had a terrible game. He, he played pretty well. He had 21 points. Devin Booker is playing light side. He dropped another 40 piece. But, like, I think this is similar to last year's finals where I said, unless if you're the elite of the elite where it was LeBron and AD were able to pull it off with two guys, right? It, it's it's nearly impossible to do this when you're playing a team like that. You've, you've got to have more guys step up. I know. Look at this. I feel like Cameron Payne has totally fallen off since CP3 came back. Because I feel like he doesn't get the t- playing time that he was getting before. And that's like, you, you got to get into a rhythm, right? And you can't have both. And given the opportunity, you have to put Chris Paul out there, right? Just That's who you have to roll with at this point. But Yeah, I mean, he played Yeah, he played 15 minutes. I mean, yeah, the big were, right, Crowder dropped. He had 48 and played 45. Booker played 42. Chris Paul yeah. had 35 so, minutes. Yeah, I, I think they just need to give him more time at this point, especially when CP3 is struggling. I don't know. That's what I would think at this point. I mean, it's, it's also, just, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like, I don't know, at the end of the day, it's just like we're saying these, you got, it's your bench, your role players, like between those big three, right? Booker, Paul, and DeAndre Ayton, they had 80, 81 points, which is not terrible between three, right? Like that's, that's a solid point. Uh, yeah. You just got to get these other guys to step up, maybe play a little better D. Um, I don't know, man, they're going to have to really dig deep game six. I mean, it, it, I think it's I think it's less what the Suns are doing. It's more what Chris Middleton is doing. Like Giannis is doing exactly what he needs to do to like win games, right? He's driving, dunking, making sixty percent of his free throws, grabbing every board, making the smart like the correct play when he's supposed to. But Chris Middleton, you see the shots he is taking and just hitting all of them. They're just wet constantly step back three jay crowder fouls him on it and it still goes in it's wild like still i don't know wild. where chris middleton came out of playing like this but shit is wild i don't know i mean i i agree with you uh here's my thing uh the way we've been watching chris middleton play like dude he's playing like a superstar like he's he's hitting insane shots and it's not luck like he's he's done it over and over and over Watching him maybe have another bad game, like, I don't know if you can completely stop the guy, right? Like, he, he's done this so many games. I think you really got to focus on on the X-Factory guy, which you can maybe uh, 
push out of rhythm like Drew Holiday. Like, you know, Drew Holiday dropping 27 points is why they won. Uh, beyond that, like, no one else was in double figures except for Connaughton. But, again, how, how often are you going to rely on him to be the guy to save you, too? But, I mean, we're giving – I mean, they're the ones up three, too. So they can find a way to do it, right? They have the luxury of it at this point. No, exactly. This is what I'm saying is that you need to try to shut down that X-Factor guy. Like, you know the other two have been going off. So yeah. if, you can, if you can slow down the Drew Holiday or Bobby Portis or one of them, right, you, you got you to gotta get your guys to slow those guys down because the other two haven't, they haven't really stopped. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I just at this point, I'm going to be honest with you, Chris Middleton's the best player in this, in this series right now. Like, it's – I mean, that's kind of disrespectful to Giannis because he'll drop 40 and 15 every night and no one gives a shit. But, like – I wouldn't say he's the best player. I would say he's the most influential player that needs to play the way he is to win the series. Who is um, the best player then? Giannis has played the best. He's the best player. That's okay. Played. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I think, okay, then I'll say this. Chris Middleton has outplayed Devin Booker at this point in this series. Chris Middleton has been godly. Um, like, it's honestly like he makes some shots. I, the last time I had the feeling, the feeling that I have when I see Chris Middleton make these ridiculous kind of shots is last year when I saw AD. Um, he was making some shots for the Lakers on that run to the championship where, like, the ball would go up, and I'd be like, why would you shoot that? And, like, I'm seeing this ball floating, and it just carries itself right to the hoop. And I had the same feeling watching Chris Middleton. He's honestly pure shooter. Like, not, And I, I, this is on me for not knowing it before, um, but I've never really paid attention to Milwaukee before. They didn't give me a reason to. Um, but just a pure shooter. Like, the shots that he's been throwing up have just been beautiful. They were the number but, one team in the East a couple years ago. That's a reason. Yeah, and what happened to them? They got choked yeah, yeah, out like they always had been. Um, I will say, I will say that we, I think we said what uh, Milton's been what three-time All-Star, so we have seen flashes of him, you know, in the past. I think throughout the regular season he wasn't that good, but I think he, since playoffs hit, he took it up another notch this year. He really has. Um, And maybe not being the one seed paid off for them. Maybe the pressure was a little bit less, but they had a hell of a team, a hell of a route to get to the finals. Um, It hasn't been easy. Like, obviously, they got the Nets, who were a bit banged up, but it's still going up against Kevin Durant at the end of the day. Yeah, let's just just be honest. They're lucky as hell that they didn't play a healthy Nets team because I I did not see them going past them if they had Kyrie Harden, Kevin Durant. Perhaps, but again, no one gave them uh, the chance to beat the, these Suns, and right now they're freaking dominating. I'm not yeah. just beating them. And um, the Bucks were counted out from the get, right? So, like, I I agree with the Nets' luck, but eh, I mean, you you play I, the Kander Delt. They weren't counted out from the get go. They were just we assumed that they would fail again, like they normally have in the past. I mean, no, they were counted we, out because we, everyone bet they have a good team. We knew that. If if they didn't uh, fall into that trap again, they could they could definitely do well. I disagree. I think everyone was like, "Let's see the who are the Nets going to play in the finals." Was what we've been saying since I mean the start of the season. As long as KD is healthy, okay, let's see yeah, who they but, play. No, no, I get that, but like obviously we we have to discount that because that's the same thing in the West, right? The multiple injuries is why the Suns are, I think, where they are as well. Said the yeah, Clippers. So I'm saying that's fine. I'm saying, but as a team in general, we we know that they're a good team. For, forget the forget the matchup for the moment yeah. being. I'm saying we know they're a solid team. But yeah. what they always have done is, regardless of who they're playing, whether it's a Nets yeah, or someone yeah. else, they just have never done well under pressure. So they have the assets to do it. Yeah. We just never think that they could execute it properly. Fair. No, that's fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. 
And then, yeah, if you throw in the wrinkle of who they're playing, yeah, then we, that's why we assume they had no, you know, no chance, but as a team, they, they're a good team. Yeah. You're not, you're not wrong. I'm super impressed. I'm sad because I'm going to lose a lot of money. I went hard on the Suns winning the finals, but that's, it's a happiness hedge. So you got to live with the outcome. Um, Super impressed. And they grew this team, but for the Drew Holiday trade, which they needed it to work out, right? They traded the farm to get Drew Holiday. Um, yeah, it, was, it was Bledsoe. I mean, it was Eric Bledsoe that wasn't working out for It was a while, also right? draft assets. It was, a, it was a draft pick. It was a pick. But they're in a situation where those draft picks don't mean anything anymore. They're such late first-round picks. It's like it's like when a really good, like a, a top-tier team trades away their draft picks, it's like this is like the 28th pick anyway. Whatever. They, yeah, they traded for Drew Holiday. They traded for P.J. Tucker right before the deadline. Um, but the two biggest players on their team, homegrown. Like guys that yep. they brought in from the beginning, yep. um, drafted them, trained them, developed them, and now it's paying dividends. You obviously need to find the pieces around them, but they're not like all these other teams that went out of their way to trade for their one or two big stars. They actually grew their big stars at home. If you remember, cool. I, I made this comment a couple a couple episodes ago, episodes ago, where it was like seven years ago, where it was Chris Middleton and Giannis, where they were 60s. The ratings were 60s in NBA 2K, and they were the worst guys on the team. And now they're yeah. leading to the finals. They are, sto- leading them. they are leading in the finals. Let's make that correction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have to think. Giannis, we, I, think, I think we discount what Giannis is because – Giannis came in the league as like I think the 15th pick overall, and everyone was like, no, knew nothing about him. He's that foreign pick that we knew nothing about, kind of like Luca, but like even later. And he he's a what two-time MVP, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, or at least one time or something like that, right? Like he, he uh, perennial All Star. Like the Bucks hit gold, and I mean their scouting department deserves a lot of credit for that, right? Like I, I mean, mean he was not what what we thought he was going to be what most I mean, people thought he was going to be let's be honest they definitely i mean scouting department share but let's be honest they they're also lucky like this guy's pure like dedication his hard work like that's like he's put on he's put on the weight he's he, like whenever he came into what he is now like he put in a lot of work to get there and, and like it definitely huh? you like ad coming out like into the league he looked like kd all skinny and shit and he is jacked now no 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 let me tell you what's what's more impressive is he's not a shooter right kd was a, a lethal shooter yeah. yeah so the way that this guy is able to you know uh you know finish at the rim he could dribble like those are those are pure skills that he you know he's improved upon like if you can yeah. shoot you can always shoot but like you can improve on the shooting it's just i think that's why it's more impressive what he can do and he still can't be stopped What's even more impressive is, is that he has three moves and no one is able to stop those three moves to get to the rim. He has three moves. The handoff, right? And then the pick and roll where he gets it. The other one where he kind of shuffles a little bit and just dunks it somehow. And then he I just, forgot his third move. He just needs like two steps basically to get moving. He's like, no one's going to stop me. Like he'll, yeah. he'll be a couple feet outside three-point line. He's like, oh, if it's one-on-one, he's going for the Euro every single time. Yeah. He's, it's hard because he's 6'11 and super athletic and who's guarding him like DeAndre Jordan who can't stop him. him if you don't foul him by that third step he's dunking yeah. it yeah like he definitely DeAndre, needs, yeah he definitely needs to work on his free throws because yeah. geez man for someone as much of a star as you are like we haven't seen someone this bad since Shaq right someone who's dominant a clear superstar DeAndre Jordan DeAndre Jordan Denise he was terrible. Yeah, he shot terrible. He shot like Dwight Howard as well. Yeah, but DeAndre Jordan is not a superstar of the Dwight league. Dwight Howard. 
Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard's not a bad, not a bad option. Um, yeah, but when DeAndre, okay, I get what you're saying, but what, okay, Dwight Howard for sure, but DeAndre Jordan for those couple of years, I mean, he was killing it in the league, and they were, it was terrible, has, like thirty percent or whatever. Yeah, but I agree with Arash that he has no offensive game outside of catching alley oops. That was like his whole offensive game was catching alley oops, and then I, no, no, I get it, but it, obviously he made it work for for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. easier when you have CP3 is what we're realizing that everything's a little easier when you got CP3 around every yeah. team. That's fine. Regardless of that, okay, I, whatever you, what I'm saying, what you're saying is the exact same thing. We know these guys; they were dominating, and they found out one way to stop them from dominating is to foul them. And none of these guys have figured out how to shoot. That's that's at, at the end yeah. of the day what we're trying to discuss. What what is Giannis's like shooting percentage like per year? From has it gotten any better? Or is it? I feel like it's getting worse. I don't remember him being this bad of a shooter before. Is that just me? Um. Maybe, Maybe we just never paid attention. Much, but, yeah. um, he's a career say, 71%. A career, he has a career. He's been, what, 53%? No, 70, no 72%. 71.7%. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Look at field goal. 50%. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, he's not that bad. That's that's awful. Wait, where did it go awry? That's where I'm trying to... No, he, he was a high 70s before, for two seasons. Yeah, in 2015 to 2017, he shot his. It's not worse. Shot in 76, but in the last two seasons, he's he's took about a 10 percent dip. Yeah, all right. Well, so if he needs help shooting, learning how to shoot, I can help him. I'm I'm available for services in the league to help teach people how to shoot. Yeah. If my fat ass can do it, anyone can do it. Is that should be my yo? I just started camp, and the slogan should be: If my fat ass can do it, anyone can do it. I guess the difference with this, like Arash said, you know, typically always like joke, like these guys should learn if they're always bad, they're not going to, but he's had years, at least three or four consecutive years where he shot pretty all right. So it's not like he can't shoot. Yeah. 2016. He, I mean, it was 77%. That's not amazing, but it's not awful. Yeah. Dude, last year was 63%. That's disgusting. That's sad. (laughs) I'm honestly excited for the next game. Like, I, I want to see if Milwaukee can close it out. If they go to seven, that'll be even crazier. But it's, all right, since um, we were we were all already wrong about our predictions. We're all wrong at this point, right? What's your prediction of this? Is is it getting closed out tomorrow, or are they? Are we going to game seven? I think we're going to game seven. All right, I think if it goes to seven. to seven, I think Suns will pull it off. Um, yeah, I don't know. As dominant as Milwaukee has looked three games in a row, I feel like they can't lose this next one. They need to finish it off because if you give yeah. the Suns some breath, we've seen what they could be, what they're capable of um, when they're clicking and just shooting threes left and right. That's a scary vision. And when you haven't seen that for three straight games, you got to keep that going if you're Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee pulls it off because I think in the back of all their minds, they know in the East – this might be their only shot for another like two years until unless the Nets disperse versus yeah. the Suns, I think can figure a way to get back close to here. I think it's almost in, at least in the back of their minds, they have to think it's somewhat impossible if the Nets are healthy and that they have caught a break here and this is their opportunity. The Suns they- are going to have to decide what they want to do with Chris Paul. He's going to opt out of his like $45 million player option, which already sounds pretty absurd. So does that mean you're going to pay him more to bring him back? No, he's gone. He's gone, dude. He's gone because no, the whole thing is, isn't it? Isn't he has to be the highest paid player, right? Because he's a, um, 
um, president of the Players Association or something, or they want to maintain that, like when he was in his prime. Maybe not anymore, but that's what I thought was the case. He's 36. Um, yeah. Wait, if no, I'm he can't. the Suns, I'm happy if he doesn't pick up the option, and I try not to bring him back. Um, he's a great player. He's been the reason you're here. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're here because of Chris Paul. For sure, for sure. But again, he'll be he's 36 years old. And if anything, these last few games may have shown that as great as he is, he has a ceiling. I mean, then you have to then you have to think that what you have in Cameron Payne is comparable. No, well, with playing time, find with someone. Play- Kyle Lowry is going to be on the market, another older point guard. But there are point guards out there. Like you don't have to maintain the same team if you lose Chris Paul. Yeah, but I, I mean, Kyle Lowry is not Chris Paul. It's going to be hard to. If Chris Paul wants to come back for an affordable rate, then yeah, obviously we'll want him. But if he already has the option to have a $45 million salary next year and he doesn't want that, indicating he probably wants 50 plus, if I'm the Suns, I don't give him 50 plus million dollars. Yeah, I need to, I want to, I'm going to go look into it because I think it's something to do with him being the president of the Players Association. I think it has something to do with him being greedy and wanting to make as much money as he can. I know that earlier in his career, he was the it, he had to make that much so he could command that for other players too. That this is how much that players should get paid. So he's trying to get the top level. Like I don't know the whole story. I'm gonna go look I it tell up my later. employer the same thing. I'm trying to pave the way for the other. You're not attorneys. the president of the company you work. <laughs> <laughs> the president of the company you work at should get paid the most, right? Um, but it's been fun. Let's let's. I, the way I wanted to end the segment was saying I'm pleasantly surprised because I thought this series was going to be boring. And after the Suns went up 2-0, I thought for sure this was going to be a four, maybe five-game series. It's been a lot of fun to watch. So are you going to smash an egg on your face? Because remember you said that you didn't have egg on your face yet, so now we'd I'm like to see cough up egg. a lot of money. I'd rather smash the egg on my face and have to pay <laughs> the amount I have to pay. That's um, fair. But it's been fun. Are you going to start hedging? Can you start hedging? Betting the other way now just to kind of hedge everything? No, I'm going to stop betting, I think. I had a little fun. <laughs> um, yeah, when, when you log uh, into FanDuel, the number's right there. Right when you log into FanDuel, they tell you the number up front. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think I'm done with betting. This one will hurt. When he's hot, he's hot. When he's not, he's not. He's either all on one side or the other. I should have taken the buy the. Uh, I'm gonna take the cash out if it if they can win game six. I'm taking the cash out and just taking a little bit of money I made and walking away. That's what I'm gonna do. I do not have that option. Yeah, I think I I think the Bucks are about to pull this off now. I really do. I really do. They're so hot right now. Fingers crossed. Like I said, game winning four in a row in the finals. I mean that's that's unbelievable. But I think we're seeing a game seven, and I think. Like Arash said, when we get to Game Seven, when you equal the uh, the playing field, when both teams have the same amount to win or lose, you're not up a game. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I think Suns will pull it off. Yep, fair. I I don't care either way. I'm excited either way. I don't care who wins. Doesn't don't care. Wizards don't get one. Doesn't matter to me. But let's talk about the Wizards for a second, because why not? Wes Unseld Jr., the son of the great Wes Unseld of the Washington Bullets. The only player to win the MVP in their rookie season uh, will be the head coach next year. And I'm excited because it isn't going to be what's his face. I forgot his name. I don't even care. What was his name? Uh, Scott Brooks. I don't care who it is. As long as not Scott Brooks, I don't care. Honestly, they could have hired me. I would have been excited. But yay. That's all I have to say. Yay. I'm excited for this pickup. 
I think I am too. Um, he was a name that very early on everyone was um, whispering as a possibility. He obviously has ties to Washington, but he's been gone for the last decade, um, which kind of makes me happy, right? If he was an assistant here these last 10 years, then oh, yeah. I don't know what you're gaining, but at least he's been out there. He's been on successful teams as an assistant. Um, he's coached great players. He's been around other great head coaches. Um, so hopefully he brings some of that back with him. Um, mm -hmm because that's what we need. Um, we have the players. And for the most part, I think this team is going to remain pretty much the same. Their draft uh, pick it, where they are in the order, they're not going to be able to get some generational talent. That's going to really shake it up. So you're looking at the hey, same hey, hey. roster. Giannis was a 15th pick. You never know. Giannis was a 15th pick, but also took him 10 years to become the player he is today. So, Hey, that's worth it. 10 years is worth it. Well, it's worth it. But I don't know if West Ansel Jr. will still be here in those 10 years. Um, yes, so uh, even, even Kawhi, right. A great player who was picked later in the round, but like it took him a year or two. He had the fortune of being drafted to a Greg Popovich team that already had stars. So you did get to see early glimpses of him. And also Kawhi obviously is much better player than, um, Giannis and many other players, but anyways, happy with the signing, um, Washington, the last team to get, um, their head coach, every other, um, vacancy in the NBA was already filled, but I think this was the guy they probably wanted from the beginning. So I don't think they missed out on any other options. They just took their time doing their due diligence. I'm so happy it's not Scott Brooks, and I'm happy we didn't mess around and get um, what's his name, like Mike D'Antoni or somebody random, like just like a guy that's been a head coach and we're just getting another head coach like Scott Brooks was. I want I rather see someone that's been an assistant for a while it just not work out. Than getting a guy that we've already known it isn't going to work out with again and again. Like, I'm sick of that. So we'll see. Yeah. Happy I it's mean, not a Chauncey Billups or a Sam Cassell. Um, Scott Brooks obviously went to coach with Chauncey Billups as an assistant in Portland. That's where he landed. Wait, why not Sam Cassell? Sam Cassell hasn't been a head coach before. Hasn't been a head coach, but I don't know why people are high on him. Like, what has he shown? If anything, the fact that he still hasn't had a um, opportunity after how many vacancies there were for head coaching head coaches this off season. It only tells me that there's something in the interviews that are hinting to people that he might not have what it takes. Um, but obviously I'm not in those rooms, so I don't know. I'm speculating, but I don't know. I nothing rubbed me with him to make me think that he was special in any way. It's kind same of like thing. the same, it's kind of the same thing with like Eric Bellini, right. In, in with the chiefs. Why isn't he gotten a job? But like, He's always the, like been highest name every single year. Everybody's everybody's fan base wants him because he's out of that Air, um, Andy Reid thing. Like right, but we had so. talked about this before too, right? I brought up the point, and then this didn't occur to me initially. But we all praise and covet Andy Reid for being an offensive guru, but then we're saying that his offensive coordinator is the guy that should be getting a job. That probably explains why. Eric is not getting the job, right? You, Maybe it's but, Andy Reid to thank for all their offensive success. No, no, no. Agreed. But like you learn off of it and you build off it. That's like how coaching trees happen. Like if you think about like, I, I don't, I can't do an NBA one. I don't know enough to come off an NBA one. Cause I don't know who Greg Popovich's staff was to get his way down. Cause I'm pretty sure Scott Brooks is somewhere in there and that's not a good example, <laughs> but like, look at, um, what's his name? Is it Holgram who had, who's Andy Reid was one of his, like um assistants and his like his like that Packers team had so many great like assistants that are like in the league to this day you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I don't know I think maybe this is two different sports and that's why it's like that but um 
But definitely Andy Reid's the one calling the plays. Like even during the games, as you're watching, then the camera pans yeah. to Andy Reid. He's got the the laminated sheet in front of him, looking like he's calling the play. So I definitely get what you're saying. The enemy is definitely there and getting exposure. But if he's not calling the plays, what is an it's offensive than, coordinator for an Andy Reid team doing? It's more than just the plays. It's like it's also like the whole week leading up to it, the game plan into going into it, right? Like that that has a lot more a lot of value as well, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, think about Sean McVay. He came from the um, Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden coaching tree. <laughs> and look how successful he's been. Actually, every coach has come from the Jay Gruden coaching tree has become better than Jay Gruden. Matt LaFur, right? He was also there. Right. Who else was there? I guess Shanahan was before. Yeah, Shanahan. Um, Shanahan speaking, Shanahan. Speaking of Washington and probably every NFL team, training camp kicks off next week. Um, exciting. Yeah, it's actually here. I didn't think it would, it kind of crept up. I guess we got uh, caught up with uh, NBA finals and everything, Um, but it's literally next week. Training camp, at least for Washington, kicks off on Tuesday, the 27th, and I'm sure all the other NFL teams, if not next week, maybe even this week, they start off. Um, So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, Dude, we're going to be in NFL season before you know it, and I hope the NBA keeps this, like, schedule. I don't know if they will, but so that we only have this like little month of like end of July off, like, and then we're, we're in the NFL season, like where we get two weeks where we're like, ah, we can take a break from sports. You know, maybe we can go do our jobs without worrying about sports for like two weeks and then go back, go back into it. Yeah. Training camp is about a month long, so it'll start the end of July. Oh yeah. And we lead into the three preseason games. Um, so we may get a little bit of a break, especially if the finals end tomorrow night, then we'll have about a week of no, um, basketball or football, but then training camp starts soon after. Yo, did you see the Steelers sign Melvin Ingram? They did sign Melvin Ingram today. Yep. And they needed to, right? They lost Bud Dupree during the off season to Tennessee. Um, they still have TJ Watt on the other side. That's a good like plug and play for like just one year for like no money that's pretty damn good okay sorry i just saw that randomly i just saw that randomly i hear myself all right let's talk about let's talk about same note washington right news came out last week um by president jason wright that of all the names that they were considering well i guess we learned two things it sounds like one well definitely warriors is not going to be the name um for those of us in this market that was obviously one of the front runners that seemed to be suggested as a possibility. Um, I think now, very definitively, Jason Wright has. How do you feel about returned. that? I guess I'm okay with it. I thought of all the names that was probably in the top two or three, not ridiculous names. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't have been upset with the Warriors, um, but it wasn't my favorite either. There's already a Warriors, a very big Warriors already. In football? I don't mind Red Wolves. Red Wolves. That's the one I on want. Me. That's the one I want. Or Wolves is fine too. Washington Wolves or Washington Red Wolves. Yeah. Either way. For some reason, I don't think it will be that, but it has grown on me. I think it is going to be that, to be honest with you. I think it's. Wait, go ahead, Pete. No, go ahead. I was going to say, and you're also tied to a logo change along with this, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's going to be nothing Native American about it, which they've already come out and said, which is good. Let's just stay away from controversy. There's enough in the front office or the, in the ownership group that we don't need to have more. 
No, I think the Red Wolves and the with a question mark as your logo, and you're good to go. Whatever, man. We're still gonna beat the Cowboys. I don't care. The question marks beat the Cowboys. There you go. That's that's the that's gonna sound hilarious. Uh, as I've been saying all episode, let's wait for our healthy roster this year and let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see it. Don't worry. Uh, let's. Uh, my only point that I was gonna make was. Um, I think the Red Wolves are a huge fan favorite, at least on Twitter, like of all the big like Washington blogs. I think they're taking that into consideration. So I, I'm sure they are or they have because the second thing I was going to say is it sounds like they know what they're going to call the team next year already. The way Jason yeah. Wright was talking, it seemed to imply that they had the name already set and they're just whatever. They're either waiting to announce. I know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do? What? They already know that they're not going to the Super Bowl, so they know what they're going to announce Super Bowl week. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you. It's going to be announced that week, so they can at least have some airwaves that way. They're probably, yeah, they're probably saving it to get a, uh, to get some attention later on. They said they're going to announce it early 2022. Yeah. Um, oh, what's early 22? 22, the Super Bowl. It is, yeah. It is the postseason time. They may announce it right around then. Um, yeah, let's see what it ends up being. What do you I want hope- it to be? What do you want it to be? I don't want it to stay what it is. I don't want it to be Washington Same, football I team. It. I don't want it to be Washington football club. Um, I want some mascot and whatever they pick is they pick. It's out of our control. So I'd be fine with Red Wolves. I'd be fine with probably most things. I just want it to be something. I don't want it to be what the capitals are and the nationals. Like those have grown on us, but what is a national? What is a capital, right? Like a capital obviously is a, a DC tie. Yeah. To their names. No, I agree. I hope we're not the senators or some shit. Um, right. I honestly hate the wizard's name. I hate it. I want them to go back to the bullets. The wizard sounds like they're just high and like they're just high and not doing well. Um, the only issue with the Red Wolves is I think there were some teams out there that own copyrights of the Red Wolves, right? Wasn't there like a team in Arkansas that had yeah, Red Wolves? Yeah, but Dan Snyder. Arkansas you know, State, money- yeah. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll pay. Wait, it's if it's a college team, do they really? I mean, I don't know. Copyright's don't know. copyright. It's yeah, a U.S. federal law. Um, but yeah, we'll see. That's something interesting to keep an eye on. But I don't think we're going to learn much of that until next year. So we'll have a whole football season before we bring this topic back up. Want to be the Red Wolves so I can howl? Yeah, they, I think they have a lot of opportunities to make it interesting. Like you have a lot of different uh, things you can work off of Red Wolves. The Wolf Pack. Yeah, lots of stuff. All right. What else we got? You guys see the Olympics um, and how I don't think that the the, the um, DC, the Uni- United States team is going to end up in Tokyo. I don't feel like they're just going to make it to the end. I feel well, Bradley like- Beal's not going to make it, right? So that was the news that broke out last oh, week. God. Bradley Beal, yep. which has Reggie become Jackson. clear now, wasn't vaccinated and he mm-hmm. got COVID. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got ruled out. Kevin Love is also out, but not because of COVID, but he has a lingering calf injury. Um, so he's opted out. But pretty ridiculous that it's actually... As well, right? Zach Levine was the next person. Right, right. And wait, Reggie Jackson is also out, right? Because they had another person come out too. They had a few... Oh, Jeremy Grant, I think. Or no, Jeremy Grant is going in place of Bradley Beal. And I think Reggie Jackson's not playing anymore or something. There was a list of those guys that aren't going anymore. That was the case. And I thought Grant said there was something with him too after, right after that. So I, I don't oh, is that what happened? I think Jeremy Grant was the next guy and then he got COVID too. 
That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, I feel like this team is becoming a shell of itself, and I feel like they're not going to end up even showing up at this point. Perfect excuse, right? We're we're not doing well anyways. Yeah, dude. It, it literally. I I think they should take this excuse. Take this excuse. Yeah, excuse. It's 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 pretty it's pretty jacked at this point. I mean, I mean beyond, beyond the excuse itself, like we're seeing it starting to flare back up, and I mean, I I don't know, I still find it mind blowing that these players have the means to get vaccinated. They have not, and they were trying to travel to Tokyo, and then have you good. have you? Yeah, that's that's wild to me. Why would you want to travel to a foreign country and not be vaccinated? Exactly. That's wild to me. That's stupid. I, 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 yeah, like I, me that you know it's bad, and you know if you're not vaccinated, that the chances of the Delta variant, or whatever else going on, like. You're very high and you're successful with the risk. Well, I could understand from Beal's perspective and from a lot of these athletes' perspective, he just went through an entire NBA season and part of a postseason and never got COVID the whole time. And he's not the kind of guy that like is hiding in his house. He's probably also going out. So I could understand that, hey, if yep. I just did that, right? If I just went through an entire NBA season, I'm traveling to different cities, I'm playing different players on the court, and I still didn't catch it, he's probably feeling a bit confident. But now this is a slap in the face for him because he really wanted to play in the Olympics. Yeah, but let, let's let's be honest, right? You're, you're doing it within the U.S., which is trying to regulate this with – and I think the NBA was one of the teams that have done a great, great job of handling this um, from the beginning, right? Like with the bubble ball and all that. You're going to Tokyo, to another country. You don't know what the regulations are, what they're doing. Like, I Probably get you feel Tokyo. Here, but like, just going and traveling to another country, you can't take the same measures and be like, oh, I was good here. I'll be good in Tokyo. I agree with you. And obviously, even don't even worry about traveling abroad. I thought you should get it staying domestically, which obviously I've done personally myself, and I'm only staying here. But look at it from his perspective. And obviously, he caught it without even going to Tokyo. He caught it here before he even left. So his logic was flawed a little bit. Um, I think it's wild that they're not that that a lot of the NBA is still not vaccinated. And I think it's wild. You see the reports about the NFL. They put out the teams that were vaccinated were not vaccinated, and it's just like I don't get it, man. I really Washington. don't get it. This Washington's one of the under fifty percent, low fifty percent. We're either the last team or the second to last team to have the fewest players vaccinated, which honestly is a competitive disadvantage because if that thing spreads within your roster. You're not going to have players. You, you definitely won't have like your, your starters for the game. Yep. Yep. I, it is. I don't know about you guys, but I just, so I know, I knew there would be a handful of people or something like that, that would just not get it. And you know, it is what it is, but the, the, the percentages you're throwing out, just, they seem absolutely fucking wild to me. But this like is a, half, close to half the team. Like, but this is just the situation in America at this point. That's why, like, there's flares. It's kind of, there's it's flaring back up overall because we're not at seventy percent overall. And like mathematically, you need to be at seventy percent to not to create what's it called um herd immunity, and that's not yeah. happening. But that's like a whole political show that we can get into. Hold on, hold on. I, I get that. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that. I'm saying it's wild to me that I knew there would be people that wouldn't get it. I would not expect over half a team or three quarters of a team or whatever with just the means and the ability. Like the way that people have been testing, whatever. I'm just saying to me, it sounds crazy that less people have taken advantage of this to have the means to do it, like an entire half of the team or whatever. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like I we had like a handful of people, like we saw, right? We saw LeBron. We know that CP3, like we, we know there's a couple of these guys that maybe they don't want to, but if you're like, oh, like 70% of the team hasn't gotten it, you're like, what, what the hell? Yeah. It's, yeah. This is stupid. I also it's think stupid. it surprises me, but then again, I try to like, have some perspective and try to think why um, you would think, you know, 
if we're educated about it, people who are much more wealthier than us should be, but that's not, that's not always the case. Um, and if anything, these guys are athletes, right? So they're even more cognizant of what they put in their bodies, their, their bodies and their health and their way they're able to perform physically is how they make their livelihood. And so they may be a little bit more self-conscious than you or I on what they put in their bodies. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, I think I, I was taking it in the route of since they do travel a lot, they are going to cities and they do have families and a lot of them do have kids. I would expect it from that route of, yeah, your body, but you're trying to also do some protection against your own family, whatever. I mean, that. I would think because I don't really want to harp on this topic. It, I would think it, that if you heard what happened to what's his name, um, Anthony Downs and his whole family, where he lost his mom and dad to COVID and like all the shit that he went through. That should be the wake up call that's happening in the NBA, like next to you situation. So, I mean, yeah, we don't need to harp on it. I just think it's wild because, like, it's a problem. He's a prominent Blair, right? He's a perennial all star. He lost both his parents to it. So, I don't know. I thought that'd be the wake up call people need, but that's a whole other topic that's outside of sports. So, exactly. don't unsubscribe. <laughs> today's, today's ending is please don't unsubscribe based on our views of the vaccine. One more thing, guys. One more thing. One more topic. Yeah, yeah. Our new love sport, the British Grand Prix. You guys catch that? I did. I did watch it. This Grand Prix, uh, it, our, our it pulled off something pretty awesome. Uh, so, uh, British Grand Prix, from I think the beginning of the beginning of the race, there was a there was a wreck uh, between Hamilton and Max Verstappen. So he picked up a 10 second uh, penalty. So from the get-go you're like 10 seconds you're like jesus like that just ruins my damn race right dude he pulled off something that was unbelievable not only did he cover that uh i think it was charles leclerc was he led the race for 53 of the 55 laps or whatever it was and in the in the 56th lap uh lewis hamilton took the lead held it off and won the british grand prix won it for them uh it was something pretty awesome uh charles third got second and Bottas got third so mercedes cleaned up first and third but it was it was wild like it's one of those euphoria moments for him to win it at home over there for the fans there was like 150,000 people he did like 300 356,000 356,000 okay i guess yeah. in that one area there was like 150 they were saying yeah and he went around he did he did everything and it was it was it was pretty awesome to watch uh tom cruise was there to congratulate him afterwards cuz tom cruise is just everywhere for some reason so he, he had been there in the beginning like so i was watching it from the pre-race beforehand and i didn't realize that it takes forever for the race to start um so i don't think i've watched it from that early dude the crash was wild cuz verstappen went into that went into those tires at 180 miles an hour like Jeez. before you even hit it you saw the tire go flying off like and now there's like big beef. Those two got big beef with each other right now. Um, yeah, things at the hospital just for precautionary reasons and stuff. Or whatever, yeah, right? but he was just he was Verstappen was pissed, and then like Lewis Hamilton didn't back down at all to any of his comment, uh, any of it at this point. That he he was just like Max, huh? Yeah, it was just wild because for him to recover from that, you know, that start, they're like basically you're just like you're like shit. Like we are at this race, we're not gonna win pretty much. Well, it could have been more because so like i don't i don't know f1 enough to like make an a, a informed opinion but like i, I kind of tried to understand the the sides of it it's like the it's the thing where like did lewis hamilton give him enough space right knowing because you have to give someone enough space through 
turns, you can't actually hit them, right? Like there's no such thing as incidental contact when you're going 180 miles an hour. So they, I don't know if that was enough space or not because they hit tires. That's why that dude went, that's why what Max went flying. So it was crazy though. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was, it was a crazy, crazy race. Well, I mean, based on what you're saying, like, like this is not the first or last time we've seen this. So that's why they assess the penalty immediately. Right. So they know that but he ran, they give him the 10 second, 10 it's, seconds it's, for that. It's not that cut and dry because like you can go up to the governors, the FIA governors and argue your case. So like they were like, so when I was watching, did you watch the race? Like, did you watch it though? So in that morning, did you, so they were talking about how like, uh, whatever, Toto Wolf or whatever. And he went up there. He was like, I'm not checking my emails. He had to go up there, talk to them and stuff. And like, then what's his name? Christian Horton or whatever his name is, the Red Bull guy. They were pretty much, they wanted him to be disqualified for that race. Right. So a 10 second penalty apparently and i don't know enough let me say that isn't that is is harsh but if he was, was supposed to give him more room then it wasn't that harsh because he went flying into a wall at that point so i don't know it's, it's a very confusing sport still i'm still trying to get the hang of it no, you, I mean, I you have to give him space on the turn right i, I i'm not discrediting anything you're saying but even after that, they look into it. They went, they do have these meetings. They do go and talk to governors, but this is what ended up coming out of it. So it's like, all right. So I don't know what, <laughs> I'm like, what do well, you I mean? It's, I, a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very corrupt sport as well. That's the other part of it that we, we have to recognize as a non-American sport. It's, it's way more like political than like any of the sports we watch. Right? Fair enough. Nonetheless, it was still, yeah. imp- it was crazy. Wait, it was crazy. Whatever you think that you should have been out of it or whatever i don't know i don't even know how i feel about it i'm just throwing out all the all the time <laughs> I, i'm just throwing out all the information that i've been watching on youtube to you guys that's all i'm doing jk is not here you can't just let me say something amazing that happened with this guy one at home and nope. you're like let me throw out these what if theories you know what ifs? this is what happened what the internet fell in me but no i get you're right no the other thing is what's crazy about it overall right is that red bull and mercedes are so close in the constructors and Max and Lewis are so we're 33 points away. So now it's like what it was 25 points. So now it's like seven points away, six points yeah, away now. Yeah, you got 27 first. And uh and the and the big thing was that because points there as well. And because Max didn't finish, obviously, and I think Perez also didn't finish. Um, yo, the gap is closing. It's gonna be a wild finish. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they didn't really do great because I think McLaren took fourth, and you have uh, Daniel Ricciardo took fifth, and then sixth and seventh was I think. Uh, as long as or Alpine, oh, Carlos Sainz and Alonso, yeah. Yeah, so Perez wasn't in point, so yeah, yeah. So this is fun, yo. I I'm like I'm recording all of them and watching them. This is this is like. Very exciting. The F1 is mad exciting. I didn't I didn't realize. I didn't know all these years. I was like, they drive cars in turns and stuff. Wow. Now I'm like, wow. I'm doing it in the game, and it's so hard. This is you get the game? I'm, I have 2019. I'm going to go get the game tonight or tomorrow. Which one? F1 2021. Oh, I want to get it too, I think. It's, it's so fun. It's so hard. It is so hard. Yeah. The other day, I... It's definitely tough. I did better than I thought I would, but it's you tough. got it too. No, I just played it at uh, Go Gears, but I, but I'm when he gets to 2021, it's on, baby, it's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just gonna be wild. Yeah, that's the F1 update of the week. I 
I bet on Lewis Hamilton to win. So when Max went out, I was like, yeah, it's over, baby. It's over. Well, no, he didn't. But it was in the last lap when he took over. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I know. I know. I know that. But in my head, I was like, it's over, but not really. Uh, yeah, I also had trying to get Ricardo on 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 the podium, but it didn't happen. But yeah, anything else sports wise? Nothing else. This time next week, we will know who the NBA Finals champion is for the 2020-2021 season. Oh, and um, the draft is going to happen. NBA draft is, yeah, just a week later, right? So that'll be next week. week. Um, NFL training camps will be underway. we got a lot coming up. Let's start talking football, man. Basketball's over in my mind. I don't care anymore. Let's get into football. I want to know what we think is going to happen moving forward. Like, start talking football. I'm excited. I forgot what happened last year, so y'all got to remind me. Tune in next week, and we'll let you know. All right, y'all. Make sure you subscribe. You know, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. They'll be on YouTube soon again, and I have lost the Instagram. So that'll be fun to figure <laughs> out. But okay, bye now. <laughs> bye.